After personally experiencing persistent inefficient knowledge transfer between him and his patients, our next guest is making it his mission to enhance physician efficiency by incorporating doctor-created digital explanations into their practice. Dr. David Grew, CEO of Primer, joins us to discuss how he utilizes his passion for teaching to build a digital platform for healthcare providers who can create curated medical content for their patients to view securely and on demand and free from misinformation. Join us to find out how Dr. Grew and his team are shifting the current knowledge paradigm by creating a new future for healthcare communication and education at scale. Let's go. Welcome to Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli, where we highlight and speak with the innovators, the game changers, and the pioneers who are deeply passionate and relentless in solving the problems our world is facing today. This is your opportunity to connect with and learn from these leaders and to support them on their mission. Perhaps they will soon be hearing your story as well. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you on this journey with us. Dr. Grew, a big welcome to our podcast. I'm so thrilled to have you here today. Thanks for having me, Mike. Can't wait. Well, David, given your goals to reduce patient stress and suffering and increase physician efficiency while reducing burnout by leveraging technology to remove friction from the current framework of live single events, face-to-face knowledge transfer between doctors and patients, can't wait to discuss this vision and mission. But before we dive in, a bit of housekeeping. While listening to any of our episodes, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast so you will automatically receive episode updates in your podcast player. Simply search Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And lastly, please visit the bottom of the episode notes to connect with me on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Clubhouse in order to further the conversations occurring on this podcast. All right, David, it's almost time for our community to learn how you and your team at Primer are building a platform for doctors to store and share digital explanations for asynchronous offline patient review. But first, what is that one piece of advice that you would give to others who are passionate about reimagining the health of our world? Thanks, Mike. So for me, it's more for the embedded entrepreneur who's working in an industry. And my advice is really audit your workflow and solve a problem that you have for yourself. Once you think you have a solution, go and talk to your counterparts, your colleagues across other parts of the industry and verify that you have a real problem and a real solution. I think that's the best way to get started. So start with that a little bit of a hypothesis and then go and stress test it, right? I hear this a lot, David. A lot of people go, I'm going to go build X. I know that someone needs it. They build it in the vacuum. Then they take it out in the marketplace and no one needs it. No one needs it. So start with yourself and then ask your friends, ask your colleagues, make sure it's a problem for them. And the most humbling thing for me as a new entrepreneur coming from the doctor world, where all we do is ask questions of patients is unlearning the doctor patient question scenario and kind of going into an entrepreneurial question asking scenario. Tell me about your workflow now. What's working for you? What's not working for you? What have you tried? What about what you tried don't you love? To me, that was the best way to kind of drill down on verifying this problem to bring a solution into the marketplace. Well, I figure we're probably going to dive into all of that a little (laughs) bit more on what you've built at Primer, where things are heading, all of that good stuff. And we're certainly going to do that after we get back from thanking our community champion sponsor. 
Located in Denver, Colorado's nationally ranked River North District, Catalyst is a healthcare innovation campus that brings together stakeholders from across the industry to accelerate innovation and drive real, lasting change our nation desperately needs. From established organizations to startups, from accelerators to advocacy organizations, and from medical schools to global companies, everyone at Catalyst works side-by-side to create, develop, refine, and bring to market cutting-edge innovations that will fundamentally transform healthcare as we know it. With industry leaders like Medical Group Management Association, Olive, Medical Solutions, UC Health, Cirrus MD, and many others calling Catalyst home, along with innovative pioneers visiting from across the nation, Catalyst continually fosters their foundational belief that collaboration and partnerships will move the healthcare industry forward. To virtually tour Catalyst and claim your space on campus or host an upcoming event, visit CatalystHealthTech.com or visit the top of the episode notes and click on their link. All right, we are back with Dr. David Grew, CEO of Primer. David, thank you so much. Really appreciate the advice on the front end. I know we're going to cover a lot of that today with our time spent here on the podcast. We're going to discuss how this all came together in the first place. You did mention you are a a new and budding entrepreneur. You've been in the trenches, though, as a physician, so can't wait to hear where were those aha moments. How did this come together in the first place? Then, of course, where you guys are today, where you're taking the company in the future, and, of course, where you're seeing the future heading. Things are changing rapidly, as you know, and then how we can be helping you out. But for now, take us on that journey, David. How did this all come to be in the first place? So, Mike, I've always been really passionate about teaching. Before going to med school, I actually did some whiteboard teaching for college students who are applying to med school to take the MCAT exam and actually did about a thousand hours standing up at a whiteboard teaching college students how to get ready for med school. That was kind of a deep history and experience there. I brought that into my clinical practice once I became a radiation oncologist and oftentimes would supplement my verbal live explanations for my patients with just pen and paper drawings right there on the exam table. One day that changed it all for me was going back to my office after finishing a consult and my secretary hollers down the hall, hey, Picasso, that patient wants that drawing you made for her. She wants to bring it home and show her family. And the light bulb went off. I just said to myself, you know what? It's time to kind of take this to the next level. I'm not the best artist in the world, but this poor lady, she knows she needs to go home and everyone at home, all her kids and grandkids are going to say, what did the doctor say? And she's responsible for explaining that to her family. So she wanted to bring this piece of paper as sort of a memento of what I said. So I had this idea to start digitizing my explanations. And that's kind of what brought me up to the idea of Primer. I absolutely love it. And you know what? Maybe we'll go with Picasso for the rest of the podcast. I'm just don't, don't, don't be alarmed if I use that for the rest yeah. of the podcast. Yeah, exactly. No <laughs> problem. Love. And that's a good setup to discuss what you've built while you're launching and all of that, David. You know, one thing that I love from the website, and I'll pull right from it. It says, now you can boost clinical efficiency with your leveraged digital content hosted on a secure private AWS platform. And this is what I love. Without the liability and trolls, of social media. Great segue, Mike, because I what, could only yeah, <laughs> yeah. So how did I start digitizing these? Well, you know, I got an iPad, I got a stylus, and I used a simple whiteboard, digital whiteboard app, and I started converting all of my very common explanations into a library of about 35 to three minute explanations that I end up saying to patients kind of over and over throughout my day. How do I get them to the patients? That was the question. So I put them on YouTube. 
And at the beginning, I just emailed the patients the link. What I started to find was all of these advertisements, quack therapies and stuff would start coming into my YouTube videos as comments. And my own patients are being directed to watch these videos. It's confusing for them. Does their doctor want them to use this quack treatment in the comments? It kind of get, becomes a very cluttered and sort of high friction type of delivery mechanism. The other issue with it is I email it to them. So now I'm establishing a new line of communication with them. And that's fine. Sometimes I do do that with patients, but it also has some liability risk. And our malpractice providers, they don't love that we're emailing with patients. Patient could have chest pain in the middle of the night. And they said, well, my doc emailed me. Maybe I should email him back. And then it turns out they have an MI and I didn't answer their email. There's liability problems with using email for communication with patients. After I had done that for about six months, I said, I got real conviction. And I said, it's time to go all in on this. And I started working with some software developers to build a legitimate platform to get this to patients in a HIPAA compliant way. Well, let's go there. Let's hear the elevator pitch. Like I said, I know you have to have it down, especially as a new entrepreneur. You got to tell it succinctly, quickly to get that word out, make it simple as can be for others to understand it. What is the elevator pitch for Primer? Sure. Primer is a platform for doctors to store and share digital versions of their very most common explanations with their own patients through a secure link. That's it. That's the simple function of the platform. The problem Primer is trying to solve is inefficient knowledge transfer between doctors and patients. Mike, the current paradigm for knowledge transfer right now is the same way it's been for thousands of years. It's a live, verbal-only, single-event knowledge transfer where doctors just say something to a patient. That's not working for anybody, really. For On the patient side, knowledge retention is poor. Most studies show patients remember as low as 20% of what their doctor said just a week later with this paradigm. On the doctor side, it leads to repetitive explanations. And in the case of a specialist like myself, thousands of times over and over over the course of the year. This contributes to doctor burnout and is really under-leveraging available technology to get that knowledge transfer across to patients. Well, and that's one thing that we're really excited about as an aside, David, at all of work that we're doing there is to really help unleash the human potential and capacity of a healthcare worker and leader like yourself, right? Why do we have to keep doing these things over and over and over again? There are opportunities and technologies to leverage to do exactly what you just described, Dr. Gru. So you, as a provider out there, having you operate at the top of your licensure every single day, especially with, you know, you mentioned burnout. We don't have enough of leaders coming into healthcare now. We have tons of people departing the industry. This is a crisis. This is a moment in time that a primer can really help us get over these inefficiencies and these deficiencies in healthcare. Yeah. Mike, that was one of the reasons I was so excited to talk to you because of your background at Olive. I mean, this gets to one of the themes in healthcare of the humans versus the robots and where is the line and when is it appropriate to start bringing in technology to replace previously human tasks. And one of my missions is to replace robot tasks with robots and human tasks with humans. Some people I talk to about this idea of primer, they question, are you just replacing this critical element of doctor-patient relationship with a video? In my experience, the opposite has been true. My patients end up watching my videos, they end up getting a deeper level of understanding. And when I see them in person, 
they're asking me much more incisive, much more insightful questions about their own disease. My feeling is that by leveraging technology and using, quote, the robots to deliver knowledge transfer, there's sort of a deeper human moment that kind of arises from using this technology in that way, which was unanticipated for me. And I love it. Yeah, I couldn't agree more because we're at that precipice, right? We have to bring this in. We actually just saw the Internet of Healthcare report saying that the healthcare administrators and providers just like yourself, they recognize they need automation. They need artificial intelligence just to keep up with the demand. There's just literally not enough hours in the day. So solutions like a primer are exactly what is needed in the marketplace. And we're hearing it loud and clear. With that, David, also, if I'm Dr. Mike and I'm not Picasso, and trust me, I'm not, definitely not. (laughs) Is there any way that you can help me as a Dr. Mike? Are you going to be building any types of libraries or anything that you can help me build my own resource of information for my own patients? Great question. Yeah, that's exactly what we're working on now. In the early customer interviews, the doctor users of Primer have expressed your concern, right? Yeah, I'm a doctor. I have repetitive explanations. I want to leverage technology to better educate my patients, but I'm not around a ton of confidence in my creating new content for myself to make it look professional. So I built an online community component of this to kind of build a private and supportive place for doctors who are new to content creation to share their stuff privately with each other, get feedback, source different kinds of tools for creating professional looking content, and generally just being supportive with each other. It's not a public forum, so it's kind of a safe place for early content creators to get together and make themselves vulnerable, but not too vulnerable. And I love the, you know, the opportunity to be able to have physician contact and let them collaborate, like you said, mentioned. And I actually, I've never heard that before, physician creators, right? I think that's really cool and powerful. In regards to the mindset, right? There's a lot of people like, oh, that's not secure. I don't know. That's a very sensitive data. Are you overcoming those hurdles? What is that like? And again, you know, a lot of that's more perception than reality. There are a lot of things in place that solve for that. But what's the perception in the marketplace and are you overcoming it? It's interesting. Among doctors, they've been kind of following along my story as I kind of build in public on Twitter and they have a lot of confidence in the securities that we've put in place. But on the hospital side and hospital administrators side, I'm not going to lie, there's major hurdles. I mean, it is a real challenge to go through a third-party security risk analysis for a simple web app. And it's not a large amount, a high volume of protected health information that we're handling. We're not transmitting laboratory reports, radiology, pathology results, or even doctor notes or anything. It's generic educational content, but it's critically to a patient's email. That is PHI. Understanding that, we built the whole platform on AWS, which we all know has a very robust HIPAA compliance infrastructure, and all of the patient-specific data is encrypted in transit and at rest. I knew nothing about this. If I heard myself saying these words a year ago, I would literally not believe that it was me. But it's just part of being an entrepreneur. You have to be a jack of all trades and start to get yourself up to speed on some of these other subjects. I knew I liked you. I love it because when I entered this game a number of years ago, I have no idea what the heck this is. What are people talking about? This is crazy. I got it. It was like going to business school, like literally every hour of every day, right? Which is amazing, right? And then you actually teed me up for what I wanted to discuss next before we really discuss, you know, where you see things heading for our industry. And of course, with what you're building at Primer, 
I want to ask you and go there a little bit, a little deeper with you, David. What has it been like being an entrepreneur? Any advice? You know, we have an amazing group of entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs that tune into the podcast regularly. What's it been like for you and any other key insights or advice that you'd love to share with them as well? The time is now. Life is short. If you've had that idea, if you're a person like me who always had this idea in the back of your head that you wanted to do something bigger, right? I'm a great doctor. I love what I do on a one-to-one level with my patients, but I'd love to take my interests, my passion, my talents and do it at scale. Now is the time. I mean, there's never been an easier time to get into the business with different kinds of automation tools, software building, et cetera. You can do far more than you could even just three years ago. Now is the time. And if any of your listeners are kind of thinking about dipping their toes in, I would love to chat with them and encourage them and support them any way I can. But at times too, it's a little scary, right? If you aren't scared or nervous at times, from my perspective, you aren't doing it right. Absolutely. You got to have skin in the game, right? If you don't have skin in the game, you're just not going to try very hard. But that's what makes it exciting and thrilling. That's what keeps us going. And it really is, you know, it's an Olympic event. You got to really be at the top of your game to compete at this level. Yeah, it's been an unbelievable journey. I've failed many times along my entrepreneurial journey, but as I have a fortunate opportunity to mentor and advise other startup founders, but I always say those failures are what help build success, right? You know, the whole cliche about Michael Jordan missing a ton of shots, but the ones that he has made has made him a legend, right? It's the same exact thing in the entrepreneurial startup game as well. David, thank you for sharing that. It's important. And it's important for others to hear that and to know that, uh, hey, got to sometimes just step out, take the risk, go for it, right? Start before you're ready is one of the best pieces of advice I've ever received from one of my mentors. Start before you're ready, right? Let's go next. Let's talk a little future state, David. Things have changed so much over the past 18 months just with the pandemic. The world has changed rapidly. The industry has changed in so many different ways. And things are going to continue to move very quickly for all of us. Where do you see the industry heading? And then with that, where is Primer going to fit in all of that change that we're going to be experiencing over the next 18 to 24 to 36 months? I see more automations and workflows. I see that affecting everything that the patient touches. Every aspect of the patient experience is going to be including more automations than it does right now. What that means is right there from check-in to getting you know vital signs and right into kind of converting the waiting time in a hospital to some kind of meaningful teachable moment. So where does primer fit into that? I think that with AI and a robust enough doc library of doctor created content, you can start to get really creative about converting some of this dead air time that drives the patient experience down and taking coding based information about a patient's diagnosis and history and converting waiting time into a more interactive, doctor-created, content-driven experience to get patients digitally engaged and sort of primed to receive more information from their doctor. So by the time they actually are meeting face-to-face with their doctor, they're an educated patient who's ready with all the questions that they have based on the content they've consumed in the lead-up to that encounter. And then also, coach me up here, David, I hear you mention a physician creator. I love that. I've actually never heard it. And I really, really like that term and where we can see our clinicians and providers and physicians create exactly what you're discussing. But 
wouldn't there be a potential opportunity beyond that, right? So think of a patient checking in or checking out, wayfinding, other opportunities within the patient journey where a primer could potentially be playing within those spaces. Would that be true? It sure could. And just to get back to, yeah, the doctor creator is, I hadn't heard it either, but I've been dropping it a little bit on Twitter. And some of my friends have really keyed on that in terms of it becoming sort of a category creation. There are doctor creators who will put a lot of content on other social media like TikTok or Instagram. I think that's great. They're doing patient education on a very large scale. They have massive followings. But what I'm talking about when I say doctor creator is at the granular level. It's taking the knowledge transfer that they do on a single doctor patient level and creating that into content that can be consumed by patients at scale. So how does that fit in? Yeah, I mean, I think when patients get discharged, I'll give you an example. I saw about five women today in follow-up in my clinic who have all recently finished breast cancer treatment. Every single one of them, I used primer to, on their way out the door, send an encrypted link to a video that they can watch that I created that explains every aspect of their follow-up care in their breast cancer survivorship program. I can walk them through that in the clinic, but frankly, I don't have time booked out for that. And also, they do receive it a little bit better when they can sit at home and kind of watch it. Okay, here's the elements of physical exam. These are the imaging studies, the bone density exam. And then these are the things that I can do in terms of lifestyle, diet, exercise to empower myself to live well in cancer survivorship. So that's how I'm using Primer right now as sort of a memento patients can take home as part of their survivorship program. Well, and also let's get a little into the weeds where my head goes to as well, David, as we continue towards value-based care. I see this platform being a home run for patient satisfaction, HCAP scores or otherwise. Thoughts on that? I mean, this could be massive in regards to that space. So in that sense, for a hospital administrator, if I was a hospital administrator, I'd be salivating over this. The key thing that patients struggle with that drives down patient experience is when they go to look up information about their disease on the internet, they have two problems, Mike. They can't find information that's either credible or applicable. They may find some things that come from a credible source, you know, CDC, Mayo Clinic, so forth, but they're not confident that it's applicable to their particular problem. Or they may find something that they feel is exactly applicable to them, but they lack the confidence and the training to know that it's a credible source. What Primer does is it solves both of those problems for a patient because hopefully that patient views the doctor sitting across from them as credible, number one. And number two, by virtue of that doctor curating and selecting that particular piece of content for that patient, it's also by definition applicable. It gives this patient the experience that something has been hand-selected for them. And what I've seen in my own patients with using Primer is they have this magical moment where they come to the clinic and it's almost like they have kind of a private ask the author session, right? They've consumed this content. Hey, it's the guy from that video. And now they get to ask me the questions. So it becomes a more intimate sort of encounter. It's like a one-on-one -on -one book tour, you know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, that's a great explanation, David. That is absolutely brilliant and powerful. And this is going to be more needed than ever 
especially as we got to start thinking about the Dr. Grooves of the world working at scale. It just has to happen in order for us to meet the call that our nation needs of us right now. Thank you for sharing that, David. But of course, also, we want to be helping you out. We want to be able to continue to help Primer take shape, take form, and continue to move this industry forward. With that, what's one problem, need, or question that you and the Primer team have that our community can be helping you with? Great. Yeah. So first off, if you have any doctor listeners who are listening to this and thinking to themselves, I have had this thought that I could record this and then send a recording to my patients. I want to talk to you. You don't have to use Primer, but I just want to talk to you. I want to hear how you're doing it now, what you've tried, what's worked, what hasn't worked. Please reach out to me and we'll drop the ways to do that in a moment. But in terms of growth, it's a bootstrapped company. We have access to capital. We haven't needed capital yet but we are interested in talking to engineers who can reduce the friction for our doctor creators to create more and higher quality content. If there are any engineers out there who want to contribute to this project and be a part of building, I'd love to hear from you to build simple tools to create high quality content. I love it. And well, and be able to get a hold of you, just like you said, where are those contact points online, social media handles, websites, or otherwise? All over the place. So on Twitter, I'm Dr. Gru, at Dr. Gru, and the last name is G-R-E-W. You can email me at Primer Med. So it's David Gru at Primer, and Primer is P-R-I-M-R, and then it's PrimerMed.com. So David Gru at PrimerMed.com. I'm on LinkedIn. You can check us out on our website, which is PrimerMed.com. Would love to chat with anyone interested. Easy enough. And also to our community, just scroll down into the episode notes in your favorite podcast player to click on through to get a hold of David and the team. Also, you can head over to our free global online community at passionatepioneers.com. There will be a post for this episode where you can also leave comments, feedback, suggestions, or otherwise right in that post and click on through to get a hold of David and the team. Again, passionatepioneers.com. All right, David, we're gonna start closing it out. We got one more piece to ask of you and then we'll get you out of here. It's a fill in the blank. I'm a passionate pioneer because? Well-educated patients suffer less because they have less anxiety. I love it. I love it. Way to round it out and bring it on home. Well, Picasso, I had a blast today. (laughs) All right, my friend. I won't show you my paper and pencil drawings. (laughs) Maybe that's the second episode. But for now, Dr. Gru, thank you so much for joining today. We really appreciate your time, your energy and commitment to continue to move our industry forward and continue to give the opportunity for patients to truly have live a better and healthier life. So thank you for all you do for now. Have a great rest of your time today, Dr. Gru. Thank you for being with us today. Thanks so much, Mike. It was great. Thank you for joining us today on Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. We'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast so we can continue to improve this community and to further support the pioneers being featured. Lastly, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends and colleagues to join us. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you back with us during our next episode.